the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffled Podcast, Episode 1. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Hi, Tammy. Hi, Sandra. Hi. Are we nervous? <laughs> We're a little bit nervous. Okay, this We're will nervous. be our first podcast, um, and we're going to talk today about why we even wanted to start a podcast. Yes, why are we here with <laughs> giant microphones shoved <laughs> up in our faces in um, our separate homes? Mm-hmm. I'm in Austin, Texas, and in uh, your Northern California, right? And here we are. Um, do you want to tell the listeners how we met? I will. I'll tell my version <laughs> yeah, of you the tell story. Your version, I'll tell mine. My, since always our versions of the stories are the only stories, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, we are both in a secret Facebook group that um, is extended to women seeking or having established recovery and I would see your posts come up and um, they were always interesting to me. You always had interesting things to say. You were starting to, I think you were even starting to share a little bit of art, maybe some journaling. And I thought, hmm, that's interesting. And then, but what really drew me in were you had these mirrored aviator shades on in your profile picture and of course we all you know you you easily try to imagine what a person is like based on a profile picture (laughs) if you don't know them I think we all do this now this is part of being a member of social media and so I imagined that you were way cooler than me (laughs) I was that was it. You were way cooler than me. You sort of had a Joan Jett kind of look to mm. me um, with your black hair. And I think you had a scarf on and a leather jacket or something. Like you were really – there was a lot of thought put into this profile picture as far as I was concerned. <laughs> I think it was a fluky day if I looked like that. But go ahead. Go ahead. I like this story. <laughs> so I thought this girl is way cooler than me. And then – when I figured out, I think at some point, maybe you even said your age, which I love it when women say how old they are, especially if they're over 40 and they just, you know, sort of unabashedly state their age because screw ageism, right? right. And so um, I just saw, I read an article um, about a 50 something year old lingerie model and it said screw ageism. So that's my. <laughs> That's I'm 46, new... by the way, so I'm going to put that out there right now. And I'm 47, and um, yeah, can't really change that fact. <laughs> it's a fact. 
I'm 47. That's You're right. 46. So anyway, I was, I was very, you had said your age and I love it when women say their age. And I was just like, this chick is cool. I, I like her. I'm going to keep look, <laughs> looking at her little posts and see where she goes. Hmm. And, um, you wouldn't post all the time though. So I, I was always very eager to see your posts come up in the group. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so that, that, that's my beginning of the story. <laughs> hmm. I like the, I always like the beginning of that story. That's good. You, you're making me blush over here. Um, <laughs> cause yeah, those are prescription glasses from Warby Parker. And, uh, yeah, when I, when I got sober, one of the things that I did was I stopped wearing contact lenses and I don't know if it was, I mean, it was probably conscious because that was the year that I picked the word shed to like shed stuff. So I think it was, but then after a while I was like, I couldn't go out and I, my eyes are really sensitive. So I couldn't go out in the sun and see if I put on regular sunglasses. So I ordered those and, and yeah, I thought they were kind of cool looking, but maybe a little bit cooler than I am. So that's, uh, that's, um, was inspired. Well, they worked. They well, worked. Money well spent. They were inspired by <laughs> Tammy Taylor from Friday Night Lights because she always wore them. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That character. So mm-hmm. I was just copying her and my name's mm-hmm. Tammy. So, all right. So how we met, um, yeah, I think if I'm remembering this correctly, I, the order of things sometimes get um, in these Facebook groups, you know, I can't remember what came first, but I know that I listened, I saw your name probably in the secret Facebook group, but I listened to your podcast from um, when you did the interview on Sense Right Now. And I think that was January of 2016. Mm-hmm. And I was in mm-hmm. my car driving home and you were being interviewed and you were telling your story and I just kept going, she's telling my story, except for that I'm not a clothing designer. And, um, I didn't have the same creative pursuits that you did, but I felt like there was like a creative connection Mm -hmm. and also your story and going to your doctor and, um, what you're going to talk about when we, when I interview you next, um, on the next podcast, but that just resonated with me, your whole story. And then also your voice. I was like kind of in love with your voice and your, and your little Texas accent. Is that what you say? <laughs> to accent drawl? Um. See, that makes me blush and laugh because I uh, was born and raised in Texas. So that also is a fact. And um, it's hard to not have a Texas accent. Although uh, if you were to compare my dialect with, um, the people that I grew up with, mine is actually mild. As a matter of fact, um, you know, in the eighties, I was often called a Valley girl. Mm. You have to be of a certain age to remember that movie, but (laughs) that's like a badge of honor, (laughs) right? I mean, I'm from Southern California. Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Moon unit Zappa and the whole thing. Yes. Um, so when I, so when I heard that, and then obviously because we are, similar in age that there were so many things that we had in common. So once I, once I heard your podcast and I started communicating with you more through the Facebook group and when you would comment, I always noticed how positive you were, um, but not in like a sticky, sweet, positive way. It was just very, um, it was, seemed sincere and it also seemed productive, your comments. Like it wasn't, 
like a ghost sister and <laughs> it wasn't anything right. like that, but it was like, it was like, um, I wasn't dropping inspirational quotes. No, you were not. Probably. <laughs> I know you were not, but you were just, um, it was, it was health. It was healthy, com- healthy, helpful comments. They were just mm-hmm. things that you could take action with. And I think you and I talk about action a lot, but just that, that resonated with me. And so, um, I kind of stopped you a little bit. Um, and then I thought I was going to start a gratitude circle. And I was like, who do I want to be in my gratitude circle? Well, I want, no, I want what Sandra has. And kind of in the rooms, we hear that, like when you pick a sponsor or something like, what, what do they have? What I want, you had what I wanted. And so when I asked you, that was on April fool's day. I think we started that April 1st last year, we started our gratitude circle. I was wondering, we're yeah. coming up on a year. Yeah. And so when you said yes, I was, I was like, oh, we're going to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew it. I just, I just made that happen. So yes, that, that was, um, that was how we met. Yeah. Isn't and it I- so interesting how in sobriety you, uh, we've laughed about manifesting things, but in truth, mm. if you open yourself up to things and you, you say yes to things, um, that you normally wouldn't have said yes to before, or you open yourself up to possibilities, um, that, I don't know about you, but this, this, that version of me, this version of me is a totally different version of me. Than, um, than uh, the person that was, you know, consumed with alcohol. <laughs> frankly, um, yeah. I mean, and obviously a myriad of ways, but that's a big one. It's such a big one mm-hmm. because, first of all, gratitude lists. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the same page. That that that. <laughs> The fact that I write a freaking gratitude list every single day that I love now is the thing I would have made fun of before because I would have judged the hell out of somebody that was doing that because I never would have given it a chance. Oh, maybe secretly (laughs) was curious about it, but but never would have admitted it to hardly even to myself. Yeah. You know, never would have hardly admitted it to myself. Been probably, you know, 10% jealous that Mm -hmm. I couldn't let myself go there. But, you know, cynicism just was overpowering. Absolutely. (laughs) For everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the fact that I do a lot of the things that I do now in recovery. Um, and I guess maybe we could talk for a second about that. Um, um, we both are in recovery from alcohol and, uh, that's how we had our connection. I mean, I think that's how we, um, we met up through this Facebook group. Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't have been there in the first place. Yeah. And, and I, um, I go to 12 step meetings, but I also do so many other things that I, again, never thought I would do. I never thought I would, you know, go to recovery yoga. I never thought I would um, try Kundalini and breath work and say mantras and, and do all of these things, uh, look at tarot cards. And I, I, I never thought I would do any of that. I don't know why. Oh I, yeah. I was oh af- yeah. I don't know if I, I was afraid of it or if I was just, 
I don't know. It, when you wear it. Or your... we just didn't have room for it. Mm. Like, I just didn't have room for it yeah. at all. I didn't have the capacity to even even experiment, really. Well, yeah, because when we were crafting our day around when am I going to drink and how early is too early or um, how can am I make... Am I stocked up? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> am, am I going to have to drive later you know, cancel plans, cancel plans, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, I was planning elaborate dinner parties all the time because that people would, would come to you. Mm-hmm. People came to me, I wouldn't have to drive. Um, and then I could overserve everyone, including myself. I could pre-drink. So those things, planning the menu and making it beautiful and setting a table, like I loved all of that. I thought, I thought I loved all that. But when I got mm-hmm. to the root of why I was doing all of that, it was because so I could drink. It was just a vehicle. Completely. To, yeah. Completely. Mm-hmm. And um, I, you're right, not having room, because that takes a lot of energy to to do that on a regular basis. You know, kind <sighs> of crafting your life and your socializing and the entertaining around drinking, um, that took up a lot of creative energy for me. That was how I did it, you know, how the tablescape was going to look like and how I hand wrote the menu and how I, yeah, a lot of that, a lot of my creative energy went into doing things that helped me continue to drink. And when that was removed, it was like, what, what's left? Mm -hmm. (laughs) How am I going to, how am I going to, what am I going to do with my time? Yeah. And so it leaves you open. Yeah. I mean, you know, like uh, I always had you know, elaborate plans for creative pursuits, but there was just so much that I couldn't say yes to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I mean, I call, call it bar stool brilliance. I had so much <laughs> bar stool brilliance, mm-hmm. but when it came down to it, I couldn't say yes to things or I couldn't follow through. And I certainly couldn't follow through to completion and not on everything, but on a lot of things. Yesterday, I photographed a tiny little wedding, just the bride and the groom and the, with the, and the officiant and me. And it was two hours out of town. So I had to be somewhere in a state park, actually, two hours away from my home. And I had to be there at nine o'clock. And we had to hike up this gigantic uh, granite rock. It's one of my favorite places on earth actually. And that was just a coincidence. But, um, I, the whole drive, I just kept thinking, who is this person that is going to, you know, is following through. First of all, I could say yes to that, which is something I could not have said yes to before. I would have been like, Oh no, I can't do anything that early on a Monday morning because I drink on Sundays. Yeah. Always. That was never, I could not, not drink on Sundays. I just couldn't. And even if no one in my house knew I was, I was being sneaky about it. I just couldn't not do it. And so, um, I could not have said yes to that. And even if I, even if I somehow squeaked it out, um, I would have been a sweaty, anxious, horrible mess. I mean, just a mess. Yeah. And I probably would have messed something up, you know? Or at least my confidence would have been very low, which makes you mess up, you know. And um, so anyway, 
I'm constantly being reminded of these things, you know, daily. And I had like a good two hour meditation on it yesterday morning. And yeah, um, yeah, it's just. Well, Mondays, right? You you just nailed it. Like today we're we're having these conversations and we're scheduling these phone calls on Mondays at 7 a.m. my time. I never, ever could have followed through on that. And, And you're right. And if I did. I would sound like a man right now because my voice would be so deep and I would be hungover. I would be mm-hmm. like a shell of a person. And so you're only going to get, you know, 8% of me. You're only going right. to get like a tiny, tiny bit. And that's how I showed up for everything for years and years and years. And it got worse towards the end. And I think a lot of that is what I remember as the end. But it was dull and it was... um uneventful for me for so many years. And I can't believe I moved through the world that way. Mm-hmm. It just makes me sad now. Um, I don't try to stay there for too long because what I do can't instead live there is too long. get up yeah. and do this. And so being creative and, and starting, I mean, how I started doing all of this and, and we'll talk about this in a, in a separate podcast when, um, when you interview me, but making art in the morning is the thing that helped get me sober. And I will talk more about that um, because it's it's been crucial and pivotal to my recovery. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is going to be a podcast about just that, about mm-hmm. creativity um, and how we use it to enhance and fuel our recovery yeah. because it is such, such a big part. Um, I think it was Augustine Burroughs, who said, you know, you have to find something that you love more than drinking. And, um, absolutely. And, you know, and of course that can be CrossFit or, um, you know, it it can be some type of activity, but, um, something creative where you can, because we still want to check out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yes. I mean, that has not gone away, the the need to check out. Um, but boy, can I check out with a, some kind of creative something I'm working on. And, and check out in a really productive way. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, um, when we're doing, when we're pursuing our creative um, outlets, like whatever they are, like you were saying, like it could be CrossFit, it could be exercise, it could be um, cooking, it can be interior design. <clears throat> We've talked about how we dress. I think you've written a blog post about that, about how you interpret, you know, your creativity through who you are. I didn't mm-hmm. pay attention to a lot of those things. I was doing some of those things; they interested me, but it was always kind of silenced by four o'clock. <laughs> Right. When I could start drinking, then all of those things that I would think about throughout the day or um, that I wanted to pursue, like you talk about the barstool brilliance, I would say yes to a lot of those things that night and then totally forget about them the next day because I'm I'm a blackout drinker. So that that, I would forget what I said I was going to do until somebody would remind me, like, we said we were going to go do this or why Mm -hmm. why didn't you meet me here? I'm like, I don't remember. And in sobriety, I can follow through on everything. When I look at my list of things I make, I may not do everything, but at least I have a plan. And that's kind of what it's shown me, like to have a creative plan and to 
to make from that place every single day completely supports my recovery. Mm -hmm. It is the thing that gets me up in the morning. It's the thing that kind of pulls me through the day. And, um, I'm my best creative time is from six to noon, like every single day Mm -hmm. afternoon. I'm done. I think, I think we share this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just kind of done after 12. I'm, I I move on to other things, but, um, but this is, this is what makes me get out of bed. And that's, that's, uh, I don't know. It's like a new way to live. I love it. Oh, I I wouldn't trade it for anything at this point. I wouldn't trade it for anything. And, you know, I mean, I, I think I said this to you, but I am the person that I've wanted to be, and mm-hmm. it's it's me, the the person that I've always wanted to be. That you know, I would look at other pe- other creative people's lives and go, God, that, I can't. What for whatever reason I can't get there because I was in such denial that alcohol was holding me back, and um, but now it's me, and it is so it's hard to even put it into words what an incredible experience it is now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to be one of those really annoying sober people <laughs> that says this way of life is the only way of life, but mm-hmm. my God, it's, um, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I totally get it. I feel like, um, when you said that, like returning, like we were returning to ourselves, right? Like, like who we really were, like back in the day when we talk about, um, our love of eighties music and that girl, you know, that, that girl, when I look back at, at myself, I see her, I see her now. Like, I don't feel any older, even though I am, I feel like I'm allowing her to just be her. She started shutting down at some point. She started conforming. Mm -hmm. She started, having all this self doubt and lacking of self confidence and like sad things happened in her life. And, um, but it's like, I could just cut out that part of my life. You know, you don't forget it. You need it all to get to here. I get it. I get all of that. But like, I find myself returning to her Mm -hmm. and like lately, like listening to Blondie and talking to you about music and Pat Benatar connection. Like it makes me so happy. It makes (laughs) me, I mean, it just makes me giddy. Like, yeah. Like, I remember her and she was Mm -hmm. fun and she made things and she wanted to start a band and be just like the Go-Go's. And that was in fifth grade. You know, I'm going back to her. She used to draw circles, you know, and, and, um, make tickets to sell to her band's, um, performance. Who is she? Right. She She went away for a really long time. That creative young girl, yet she didn't. You know, I'm still drawing circles and I've been stuffing that down for years and years and years and thought it was too simple and, and rudimentary and, and that's not really art, um, until you give yourself permission to say, yeah, it actually is. And in recovery is the only way that I could see it, that I could kind of string all of these things together and finally believe in myself. And, um, I don't need any inspirational music to come on behind me right now, but that's kind of how I That's kind of where I'm going, right? That's where like, I'm love going. Love lift me up like Joe Cocker or something behind me. <laughs> I'm just like giddy about it. And when I found you, you were like my creative soulmate is how I keep describing you. Like we could just talk about this stuff and be giddy about it together and go, okay, like, let's go make that. And I'll mm-hmm. talk to you about it 
later. Tell me how it's going. Check in. So I yep. think this podcast, we kind of want to do that. We want to talk about what we're making, how we're creating. I think there's a ton of metaphors in creating and sobriety and recovery in general. You know, when I use my self-healing mat, when I'm cutting things and making stuff, I, I it's like powerful metaphor, like that, that we we're not perfect and can mess up and it can heal from that. Oh and yeah. There's huge lessons. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah. We will talk about our separate creative pursuits. We have a few things that we do that are different than each, you know, than the other one does. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we both put a lot of time into those, even, you know, even, even when you, you know, include the years that we were lost, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, we both put a lot of time into our creativity. It's already always been there. Mm-hmm. It's always been there. And, um, and, and then since we've, we met, we almost immediately, started thinking of ways we could collaborate collaborate yeah we did yeah we did and um a lot of things have um not just this podcast idea but a lot of things have blossomed from that things that i'm super proud of and all and equally excited about um and and then we we're we're gonna have some people on here, right? We're gonna interview people. Yeah, I have some some really big dreams. <laughs> in that Me department. too, girl. <laughs> um, I'm gonna put it out there since we're gonna manifest stuff now. We're manifesting um, since right we now. We don't judge that anymore, and um, we make shit happen. Oh, stuff happen. Sorry, I'm gonna try not to cuss too. That's what I'm gonna do. Um, I'm try. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, like I live in a small town um, where Tom Waits lives and he's in recovery and I'm putting him on my list. I'm putting him on my podcast list. Why not? That I'm going to say that maybe one day he'll be on the show. Yeah, we're going to mm-hmm. manifest him. Yeah. Why not? Do you have somebody? Yeah. Do you have someone that you're going to manifest? I do. I do. <laughs> um, Kathy Valentine from the Go-Go's. <gasps> oh, yeah, you'll make she... me so happy if you manifest that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Kathy Valentine from the Go Go. She lives in Austin. Um, she's sober. She's been sober for a long time twenty something years, twenty five years or something. Oh, she so just nice. had her sobriety birthday, but um, she talks about it pretty openly. I think mm-hmm. she's writing a book too, where she'll really probably go into it. But um, yeah, I'm manifesting Kathy Valentine. But um, until we get there, <laughs> yes. <laughs> We have other just, you know, normal earthly earthlings um, <laughs> or, you know, slightly super earthlings yeah. um, in mind that we would love to hit up yeah. for interviews. Um, so, yeah, if you are a uh, creative person in recovery, we may just want to talk to you. Yeah. And. We also, is that, are we going to talk about recovery as related to alcohol? Um, that's kind of the gist of this podcast, right? And we're going to leave it open to recovery from other things. That is as the we gist move on. of it. Yeah. Well, that is our personal expertise. Right. <laughs> In our wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Personal ex- expertise. As I say that, it reminds me of a really bad joke 
that um, I used to make a lot when it was um, – because I worked in the service industry for a very long time. Um, (laughs) You know, they sell booze. They Mm -hmm. serve booze at when you work in the service industry. So surprise, there's no – probably no surprise that I wasn't working at the post office. But anyway, (laughs) um, uh, we used to, there was always a joke in the service industry about nights like New Year's Eve or um, even Valentine's Day where we would call it amateur night. And that was when the people that didn't normally, you know, drink as like, it didn't, weren't career drinkers like many people in the service industry are. And I will say that's from my own experience. I hope that the service industry is changing. I'm not really into it as much as I I'm, I'm, I don't work in it anymore. But anyway, um, yeah, we used to call that uh, – <laughs> we used to call those nights amateur nights. So mm-hmm. we um, – we would not be the amateurs. We are experts. <laughs> right. We were professionals. Well, I used to own a wine bar, so I was like a super professional. Um, and um, that became an occupational hazard, and I no longer own a wine bar. Um, but that was the beginning of my end, for sure, with that wine bar. That uh, illuminated a lot. Um, I did find myself using my creative, you know, energy during that time though, with like buying things from my shop and curating what I sold. And I was really into makers and handmade. Um, so I know it was always kind of just lying underneath the surface, mm-hmm. kind of dormant, right. uh, not dormant. I mean, I would, um, have art shows at my, at my store, at my shop and, um, and talk with artists and have musicians, winemakers. I mean, I used to romanticize this and say like, they're artists because they are crafting and making. And I used to think that, you know, they're, they're creating their work of art is, is wine. And, um, not that I don't think that anymore. I just, I can't think that anymore. <laughs> I can't even think about right. that anymore. Um, we'll but, allow them to be mm-hmm. creators, but yeah. we're not going to have them on our podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are not going to do that. And um, so we're just going to kind of see how this goes, how this unfolds. And, and we want to invite people to listen along. We're pro- it's probably going to morph and change over time because the more we, you know, learn about our creativity or the more we're talking about our creativity, it changes, it shifts, um, and turns into something else. So maybe this podcast will as well. I think you're right. Um, uh, yeah, you know, I'm trying not to imagine how it's going to be too much because Uh don't want to sell us short, right? (laughs) That's right. Or, (laughs) or as we talk about, we don't want a future trip because, Doing that is not helpful. Not helpful. Not helpful. Not helpful. So you're going to have to ride along with our our bumps in the road and because we are figuring this out Mm -hmm. as we go. Um, But before we end this one, um, another thing we're going to add on on the weekly basis, which we are – this is going to be a weekly podcast, but um, another thing we're going to add on the weekly on our weekly podcast is um, we're going to talk about uh, our three tools um, that we have in our recovery toolbox for the week. And if you've been in recovery for a while, whether you're even in or out of the rooms, you hear a lot about 
your toolbox, what's in your toolbox, what are the things that, um, you know, help keep you sober. Mm-hmm. And um, those change and those morph as well. And some are, you know, some get moved to the top of the shelf and some, you know, get moved back to the bottom. Um, and those can change for me even on a weekly basis. Some are steady. Some stay steady. Yeah. Some things I do every day. But um, some of the other things change. So I'm really excited to add that to our to our conversations. I'm super excited about this part. The, um, the, the, the toolbox can turn into, which I think one of our episodes, we're going to talk about ritual and recovery is what I'd love to talk about because what's in your toolbox eventually for me has turned into my, um, my ritual. Yeah. That's a, yeah. You said that better than I did. And it just kind of, it's like the toolbox is where you're trying it on for size. The toolbox is where you're um, just seeing how it goes, but once it's um, cemented, you know, then I, it kind of moves out of the tool. Well, it doesn't move out of the toolbox. So, like, the toolbox is something I'm carrying, something, like, I need immediately. Um, and to try to see if it's going to kind of, you know, soothe what's ailing me. Um, but also for the toolbox, that's going to be, like, a recovery toolbox. But I also want to talk about, like, a creative toolbox. So I want to show oh, different for sure. things. I want to share different things. I want to share different things that, um, that are helping me. So I want to talk about like, you got a good, you know, some good new pens that I'm using that I love to write on my gratitude lists with and, and things that I want to, you know, share just from my own creative toolbox. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Ours will all, all, I'll often have a creative slant to them because that's, um, yeah, that's what we do. That's our jam. Yeah, I totally, totally love that part. And um, I always love picking up things from people, you know, that are in our Facebook groups or, or in our secret Facebook. I always love saying secret. It sounds so like secret society. Um, but what they share and what they're using and, and how they um, implement that into their daily routine, I love. And that could be something from like a blog post that I read or a podcast that I'm listening to or... Um, a crystal that you have in your pocket <laughs> or a new tea. Yeah, that, like, makes I got me your really... number <laughs> or a tarot card that I'm going to, I want that tarot card set that you have and yeah, that Hillary has. I love, love, we, love We will it. talk about mm-hmm. the wild unknown because it's definitely, um, definitely a group of cards that are in my toolbox. Okay. That I I'm getting all ahead of with. myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's going to be, it's so easy because it's so exciting. Yeah. And there's so many things. I mean, we could go on and on and on, which is why I guess we thought we wanted to start a podcast to talk about these things that kind of really, really excite us and that we are, um, I guess we should say, I mean, I have a little over two years of sobriety and you have. My sobriety date is, um, July 13th. So um, wow. you know, God willing, I make it to that <laughs> date. I will have three years. So, yeah. um, yeah. And things yeah. have changed, you know, things change from early sobriety to now. And, and we're both writers. And sure. So we, we jot these things down. We journal, we've, um, working this, I'm working the steps, you've worked the steps. And so I think that at this stage of my recovery, it's about action and doing things and being you know, kind of making a more positive 
um, step in the in the right direction, I guess. Is am I? Do I sound like a <laughs> evolving? I think the word <laughs> is evolving. You. We are evolving. Oh, you I know, like I really. Um, uh, w- w- one thing that we kind of agreed on, um, sort of as the backbone of this podcast, is. Um, if you are a person that is in the rooms, um, oftentimes uh, somebody will share uh, what it was like, what it's like now. Wait, what? Wait, I just got that wrong. Help what me it out. Was li- what it was like. What it was like. What happened. What happened. Thank and you. What it's like now. And what it's like now. And um, not that we don't think uh, what happened um, is is unimportant because, of course, we wouldn't be here if it you know, didn't, yeah. wasn't an important part of our story. But, um, you know, we don't, we don't live there. We, we, we don't completely live there. And, um, I think that that's one of the things that brought you and I together is because we, um, we both kind of focus on today and, um, and, and I think that that's one of the things that's really has that has really bonded us. We're not Pollyanna about it or anything, but um, but we do like to talk about what we're doing today, what we're doing today, how we're thriving today. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, inter- I interrupted you. Yeah. No, no. Go ahead. No. What it's like now. You're right. Thriving and 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 moving forward and not staying stuck in that place. Mm-hmm. It's good yeah. to it's good to look back and and to learn from that and to kind of revisit it every once in a while, but I find when I do that too much, that's that's not helping me. I stay stuck. And no, it, it keeps me stuck and it it pulls me down and it and it doesn't feel good, frankly. It doesn't feel good at all. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think that that is the purpose. We want to what it's like now is what we want to focus on, and um, and sharing like how. How do you bring creativity into your day and into your life? Because I think everyone is creative in some way, every single person. And I know a lot of people, even some of our close friends that I've been chatting with, they don't, they don't think they're creative. And I'm like, but you are, look how you dress, look at your style, look at your jewelry, look at how you put it all together. Like that is being creative. I'm wearing like yoga pants and, and (laughs) in a sweatshirt, you know, and that dressing for me, that's not, that's not my thing. I try. Um, I know how you dress, Sandra, is beautiful and it emanates your style and your creativity and it says something really beautiful about you. When I see you, I kind of know you, you know, by just looking at you and looking how you dress. That's not in, that's not my thing. I have other things. (laughs) Things. <laughs> but you have other things. I have really good paper products and journals, <laughs> and I love me a bag. You know, accessories you are my thing. Bag. Accessories yeah. are my thing. <laughs> I love a good bag. It's so funny. I saw um, this woman in the grocery store the other day who had all like matching, very cute matching um, grocery bags, and I thought that's that's Tammy. <laughs> Mine are all just sort of you know, picked up off the bottom of the, you know, <laughs> shelf and they're all not, they don't match and they're folded wonky and, you know. <laughs> yeah. We have, we have our own little specialties here. <laughs> we do. We do. But that's what makes it so good. And I love to hear what other people's creative quirks are or just 
the ways that they express themselves mm-hmm. in sobriety. And that's, you know, <clears throat> just being mindful of these things is, is, you know, that just, it keeps me sober. Yeah. Yeah. And we started talking about creating this podcast last summer and it's been about nine months and we're like kind of birthing this podcast, right? We're kind of like having our little baby here. And so there's going to be some growing pains and it's going to be a little wonky sometimes. And like, um, earlier when I was talking about the three things in my toolbox, when I kind of went off in a weird place, it's because my husband walked in and was doing stuff in here. And then my son walked in and (laughs) I'm like, people, things are (laughs) happening right here. Can you, so I'm sorry. I got a little, um, you got distracted <laughs> for a second. I was like, I know. See? I'm, I'm busy. I'm creating sh- uh, stuff right now. <laughs> can't, can't you see that? Um, but no, they could not. Cause I, they didn't know I was going to be in here. Um, so life is going to happen. The podcast is not going to be perfect, but we're going to put it out into the world and we are hoping that you follow along and that you listen. Yep. Yes. Please join us. Pull up, you know, grab your cozy slippers or <laughs> your cup of tea and please join us um we're excited to put this out yeah i think that's it i think we're gonna say goodbye bye sandra all right bye (laughs) the unruffled podcast was created and produced by sandra primo and tammy solace our show is edited and mixed by steve hecht original music composed and performed by nmmd Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designer Chris Aguirre. Thanks for listening.